0: Only one soccer game is world class. Champions world class soccer. Sliding tackles shut down the attack. Authentic corner kicks for a quick
1: strike. Dominate the field with advanced player control.
0: Instant replay review
1: those spectacular saves. Realistic throw-ins, headers, traps, and much more. 32 international teams compete in hard charging action.
0: On Super NES and Genesis.
1: A claim. Dear listener to our podcast, Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Where we journey through each issue of the most
0: underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer.
1: Analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures and absorbing alcohol. I am Jeff. I am Rick. And I am Corey.
0: Shooting at the walls of heartache. Bang, bang. I am Random Banter. (sighs) Banter time, my friends. Talk to me, tell me tall tales and tantalizing tidbits of trivia today.
1: I think I don't know if I want to do that, Mr. Pat benatar Because uh, you know, you are you are just singing off key, my friend. Yeah, that was singing pretty terrible. off key about warriors. <laughs> Come out and, and why? Play. Why? Why? why why would I
0: have a song that would have warriors in it?
1: I don't know. I'm gonna ask our our, our lovely guest here, Corey, why would he be singing about warriors?
2: Well, it could be an amazing coincidence. Or, well, it could be both, actually, but more, more likely, it is that because we are talking about New Warriors today, we're talking about New Warriors, Alex Power's first mission with the New Warriors. Yeah, yeah. In time and time again. Time and time and
1: time again it is. And we brought you back because you are our resident expert of New Warriors. Actually, you're one of four resident experts of New Warriors that we found, but you have a nice website that we have tapped into to help us figure out what's going on with these new crazy kids, the New Warriors, and we really wanted to have you here because we know Power Pack. We don't, we don't know New Warriors. We don't know them at all, and there's a lot of New Warriors we got to get through. We've got a lot of issues. Yep. We're starting at 47, and we are going to the end because Alex is appearing in all these, but not all of them and not a lot. And I don't want to cover every single issue. So we are doing something very strange. And since this is my <laughs> crazy concoction, I'll try to explain it. We're going to do really brief synopses of each of the books in four different episodes. So this one we're going to be covering, like Corey said, the time and time again, mini arc that we've got here. And then we've kind of cut up the rest of the books into other little arcs as well. That's kind of about it. we got a lot to get through, so you guys want to say anything else? We already know Corey from a prior episode. Uh, I I guess we could talk about some random banter and everything. I've been watching the Olympics and going on road trips. I don't know. What you guys been doing lately?
2: I've been working, which is always fun. It's always a blast. I've been watching Loki. I actually for the first time ever am caught up on Marvel Cinematic Universe viewing. I've, I'm a, I've always been perpetually like two years behind or something, but I actually watched the new Loki episodes as they came out. It was, I, I felt like a real human Same. being.
1: Congratulations, Corey. Very Congratulations. Cool. You feel like a real human being. Jeff doesn't.
2: No, I never feel like a real human being. I'm a
0: uh, Pinocchio that is also lacking strings and uh, any kind of exhaustion meter. I'm caught up on the Marvel Cinematic as well, which is pretty great and crazy. Nice. So You know, the family goes to bed and pops some uh, earbuds in and turn on the Blu-ray you know, or the uh, Bluetooth on the TV, and then I'm like, yeah, I can watch some TV, and it's not going to bug anybody. All right. I'm going to watch Black Widow. I'm going to watch Loki. I'm going to... I'm watching stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. I got caught up on all of those as well and uh, really enjoying them because you know, I was always caught up on the Marvel stuff, and then for some reason about four years ago, that died... And now I have a four-year-old, so...
1: <laughs> no coincidence, no, no coincidence, coincidence But what sort of? she did have a four... <laughs> yeah, yeah but do. a
0: week or so ago, she had her fourth birthday, so that was cool. Yes. Yep.
1: And, and eventually, we are going to celebrate that together. I had to bail on it last Sunday, because like I said, I just got done with a road trip with my daughter, where we went and did the Washington Loop of 101, starting in Astoria and going all around to Olympia, and then... Back down to i5 back to our home it was a great time but we were around a whole lot of people that weren't messed up and i was like we are going to just stay away from people until we're sure we don't have anything nasty which is
0: it's a it's a smart wise thing to do i know people that have been doing travels like i I know a couple that went up to alaska and they're kind of like hi we're no fly zone for a couple of weeks we'll see you later so yeah
1: yeah yeah, I we had a good time, but we, both her and I were went to Great Wolf Lodge, and we're looking around at people going, "We're the only ones masked up." Yes, ah, <laughs> went to the Great Wolf <laughs> Too many Petri people. dish, <laughs> and yet we had a good time.
0: That's good. Most people do there.
1: Yes, yes, and there. Were, and while we were there, we saw a lot of kids. A whole bunch of kids. A mass of kids. Not unlike what we're going to be seeing now. But before we get to that, I think we should find out what happened, you know, last episode. And I mean last episode, like, prior to all the really awesome interviews of three, well, two interviews that I broke up into three episodes. But the last three episodes where we did interviews. But where did we get here from our last issue that we read?
0: The first issue had the New Mutants travel to a despotic future in which, gasp, Mutants are in the ascendance while humans are left to die in the streets while being blamed for their own hardships by the big bad of the run which is a 50-ish looking sunspot who is being opposed by a very elderly great-grandmother-looking Katie Power. In the second issue, a militant 10 years in the future X-Force travels to a 100 years in the future Despotic Mojoverse where, gasp, the not-spineless ones are in ascendance and subject the overthrown spineless ones to the same televised gladiatorial death games that they were once forced to endure. All of this is being overseen by Shatterstar who quickly joins the side of the freedom-loving X-Force to overthrow his overthrow to spread peace and equality to everyone involved, which helps X-Force member Frankie Power Pack's power to continue to think of him as a hunk factory. Now that the time-traveling despotic future seem to wreak havoc on all characters' aging continuity, two-sentence replay is over, why don't you give me a beer and tell us what our Power Pack pick is?
1: My pleasure, my friend. Now, I'm pretty sure that if I remember correctly, last time, Corey brought his own water to our lovely party. And I, I'm wondering, did you bring water again? And did you bring it in a relevant container? Because I think you did that last time as well.
2: I did. I. This is water from the great state of California uh, in a Nova glass, which has been so loved that you can see the label is well. I guess I guess mm. you can't because this is not visual. But but uh, the label is completely. You can just see his fist. His head's gone completely. His right fist is totally gone. Like it's this is not dishwasher safe. Apparently, I learned the hard way. This is my second Nova. I have a backup one that's in better condition. That was
1: exactly what I was going to ask you because I was like we've got one nova there and really if you're going to be relevant to what we're reading right now there should be two Novas. so you have two nova glasses that is appropriate that is very appropriate yep,
0: he's got his museum piece and he's got his uh, everyday bang around working glass
1: or what we like to call it <laughs> that's right we call right. it the the glass for this reality and the the tarnished glass from another reality <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs>
2: right. Yes, right yes 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 exactly it's t- tied to Loki now. This is the variant. This is the variant glass. <laughs> All right. And for you, Jeff,
1: I gave you a nice little surprise in a lovely paper bag. You did. Why don't you go ahead and reach in there and tell me what beer we are going to be drinking today. Let's
0: see what is in this bag labeled New Warriors number one, episode incorrectly 87. It is, ooh, it's got squirt gun on it, super soaker. This is Laura Wood Brewing Company Kids These Days, which is a hazy India pale ale. That's fun. Uh, yeah, okay, that's like a, a very scribbled on peachy color kind of yellow. And it's got, you know, like a cookie monster and a record player and music and a fidget spinner and a skateboard and a super soaker and a lightsaber and an eight magic eight ball and a smile and a mixtape and a lava lamp. It's got oh a Nintendo 64 controller. That's cool. You know, it's just got lots of stuff that you would be like, yep, back in the day, this would be all drawn over your peachy. So that's kind of cool. And kids these days. Hmm. Oh, it's because we're going to be reviewing these issues of New Warriors, Nova and Night Thrasher.
1: Yes, All about a bunch of kids. Yes. A whole mess of kids. And it took me
0: days to read them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I give you a homework assignment. Usually one comic book at a time. No, 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 sir. You got multiples. All right. So kids these days, 6.5% ABV, 40 IBU. (sighs) How do you do, fellow kids? We're going to keep everything 100 and tell you this beer is lit. Brewed with a blend of northern and southern hemisphere hops, Kids These Days has dank tropical hop flavor and a hella chill stone fruit aroma. Raise a glass to the next generation. Cheers, bra.
0: The bra is what sells it.
1: The bra is what sells it, usually does. Yeah, we've got ourselves an IPA
2: here. Now, is, is Kids or Days spelled with a Z? Days, oh, days is spelled yeah. with a Z.
1: D
0: A Z E, and kids is just kids. And these is just these. Okay. Oh, I see. days,
2: Yeah. As in, as in dazed and confused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is what you are yeah. when you have children.
1: <laughs> Kids these yes.
0: days. You spelled it wrong. I don't care.
1: Especially when they go off to alternate dimensions mm-hmm. and invite all their friends over to their crash pad and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we've got here a hazy IPA. So, of course, we are talking a very, very... Nazi through yellowish orange with a nice little white head on the top here, but yeah, you can't really see anything through there. It is uh, not
0: of bubbles. Lots and lots of bubbles.
1: And it's got a...
0: IPA. I didn't think was a pleasant yeah. smell. No, it smells very nice. It's kind of a yeah. citrus hop smell. Very much a IPA, but kind of a mild on the nose IPA. Yeah,
1: not really heavy into the hops area. So no. I'm liking that so far. Ooh, that's actually kind of nice. It's not very strong in the hops area. It's very foamy, so I've got a very nice little foam on the on the, my mustache. That's. I went nice. back to
0: the can to get a uh, uh, an easier to take uh, taste.
1: But no, this is this is kind of pleasant. It's got the very, like they said, very dank tropical hop flavor. That, that's a very good d- interpretation because yeah, I was talking about
0: stone fruits, so you're kind of peach and apricots and kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm getting a lot of fruit flavors in there, yeah. Ooh, but at the same time, there's that dank. Yeah, there's the dank in there. It burps But dank. it's not. <laughs> but it's not. It's not really heavy on the hops, which is good. They're there though;
0: you can tell. I can taste them there. The hops is very much an aftertaste. Yeah. The front taste is is just pleasant and nice. The middle is you're like, oh, I can kind of taste those stone fruits and stuff. And then the dank and the hoppiness follows on the tail end.
1: But this is very nice. Uh, Right now, I don't know where it's at where you are in California, but we have got 91 degree weather here today. And this is quite pleasant on a hot day. Of course, people tell me it's hot. I got really nice AC, so eh, whatever. But... (laughs) No, this is, this is a nice summer, summer brew. Yeah. This is something that's very cool, very enjoyable, very nice.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it seems like it's going to be light on the tummy <clears throat> for now until it burps. And then it becomes dank and tropical. <laughs> but no, that's tasty.
1: But that's good because we need something light because we got a lot going on. Jeff and Corey, let's get into this. Let's start off with some creator talk.
0: With these multi-issue, multi-book arcs, there is just a lot of creators to mention, so we are going to highlight the writers of the arcs and mention any other creators that stand out during our review.
1: For this one, the writer of all of these issues was Fabian Neseza, and we're kind of getting the final efforts on his book. We've got about, I think, three more after this run before he's it's his final. I was going to include those three into here, but I just include in the next run because we are dealing with a lot of books already. Um, You are our expert here. Do you have anything you want to say so far about the writers or any of the other creative talent that's on these books?
2: Well, Fabian really set his mark on the book like he started writing it from issue one and so he's been writing it now for four years at this point and yeah he's just about to leave he uh wasn't planning on it but he was at this time writing x-men x-force and lots of other stuff and uh nomad maybe was still hot going on and He uh, was deciding it was maybe time to go. Also with him is Derek Robertson, who perhaps is better well known as the artist for Transmetropolitan and The Boys after this. This is probably his first, I believe, his first regular book. And he had been drawing it since issue 26, following Mark Bagley. So this is yeah, kind of the swan song for both Niciesia and Robertson and there's a couple guest artists in here as well. One of them, Richard Pace, would be the next regular artist once this story arc is over. He he pops in on a couple of these issues. So this story arc covers Night Thrasher and Nova, the, those two solo series, which were the spinoffs of New Warriors at the time. Fabian is also writing these, and then they have their own art teams as well, which in Night Thrasher was kind of in flux. They didn't quite have a regular artist yet and at the time and nova was mostly being drawn by chris marinin who had drawn wonder woman after george perez stopped drawing it but still wrote it and he chris marinin would take over as the writer of nova as well once fabian left that book as well following this story arc i think david baller was like the main artist on night thrasher but yeah he was sort of coming and going those are all the major ones
1: I really appreciate that because like I said, there's a lot of creators to go through here and this isn't normally the series that we've been reading. I do have all of the issues of the new warriors. I don't have all of them for, Nova, or I don't have any of Night Thrasher, actually, but I do have at least one of the Nova ones. So I haven't spent a lot of time with these, and I know that Jeff has not spent any time with these until now. I don't think I don't. Were you collecting new warriors back in the day?
0: Don't think I was. This may have been around the time where I started really winnowing out my pull box, or it just didn't call to me. So I don't. I don't remember, but I'm vaguely familiar with some of the characters, and then a little, and now more so. But yeah, there's a lot of people where I'm like. Who's that? Why's that? Why are they? Who's he? Hey, Dagger! (laughs) So.
1: Well. We aren't going to go through much of what's happened before because there's 46 issues that happened before this. But we're going to go forward from issue 47, which actually is a kind of a nice place to start because everything's kind of wound down for the New Warriors. They're kind of kicking back and chilling. And then this next arc happens. But there's a lot of things that happen in the back. One other thing we're going to do at the beginning is the roster for each run because we like to say who's actually in it. So... In this run, we've got Alex Power, Bandit, Dagger, Darkhawk, Firestar, Hindsight Lad, Justice, Namorita, Night Thresher, Nova, Rage, Silhouette, Speedball, and Turbo. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cloak's in there for a hot minute as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, for very hot minutes. Yep. <laughs> we'll get to that one. But a brief overview of this arc is we've got a bad guy, the Sphinx, he has fought them before and he has come back to enact some revenge. And he has done it in a very interesting way by sneaking up on the new warriors and sending them all back in time or back or sending them all throughout time, I should say, time and space. And because of this, there's a new team of New Warriors that is called to action, and they go to try to save the old New Warriors. That is the very, very high level synopsis. Now we're going to go through and do a quick overview of each one of the issues, and then we'll talk about them some more. That's going to be the format for these next four issues, our next four episodes. So here we go. I've been talking too much. Who wants
2: to take over New Warriors 47? So, New Warriors 47, most of the gang of Cheers, or, well, the New Warriors, are out at a Benihana's, mostly enjoying each other's company, while a couple of other members are doing their own personal things. Night Thrasher has tasked non-team member Hindsight Lad with finding more team members, because diversify, diversify, diversify. While all of this is happening, the Sphinx, a long-living super-jerk with serious power, does... Something, and all of the new warriors vanish. Insert dramatic music. And then in Night
0: Thrasher number 11, there are three story threads that we follow in this issue first is a retelling of the Sphinx tricking Merrick Caram, the woman who held the power of the Costone, Stone, or also known as Lady Sphinx. And this shows how the Sphinx took back half of the power back to himself. And then we find out about a few of the warriors, specifically Night Thrasher, Silhouette, and Namorita. Both have been shunted back in time. Dwayne is in Alabama and becomes involved in a situation where a runaway slave is about to be lynched. Before he can find out where or when he was, he is captured and put in a noose himself. Next is Silhouette, who is in the jungle of Cambodia. She is captured by men wearing armor that looks a lot like Night Thrashers and is taken to a room filled with children. One of who is Ty, who wants her to kill a rival of hers. You know, kill another child so it doesn't lead back to her. Finally, we have Namarita, who is under the sea, spying on Atumak for the Atlanteans, discovering that Atumak will shortly launch a deadly attack on the nascent Atlanteans. She does not want to help them because she is afraid of changing history, but she reluctantly teaches the early Atlanteans some advanced combat techniques.
1: Next in Nova Number 6, after a recap from the Sphinx, we find Rich in the remains of Manhattan. Apparently he is in the future. Earth is a barren wasteland, and the few people he meets blame him. Nice. He finally meets the Nova of this world, or alternate world, or wherever. Apparently, this Nova was away and was not able to stop this disaster. Way to go, rich. Next, we see Rage back in time finding a group of white men beating on black slaves. Rage reciprocates with relish, taking down the slavers and breaking the chains of those captured. He then finds the harbor and campsite of the slavers and has a little chat with them explaining that he will use his power to bring down these men with great vengeance and furious anger that is when the slavers mentioned that these people were legally sold by the chief of their own village yikes last we find firestar back in the pilgrim days of salem massachusetts where she's being burnt at the stake for being a witch she decides enough of that and flies off and then meets an actual witch you know because she's kind of fire
2: then in new warriors number 48 hindsight lad has finally usurped all control and is now in charge of the new warriors (laughs) okay well not not really not really not quite he is actually giving a powerpoint on who the new team of new warriors is what is funny is that carlton cord and sprocket are all non-powered humans organizing a team of superpowers it's okay you can laugh go ahead okay that's enough bandit shows up and says that he will gather the new team together and lead it even though he hates the team and everyone involved with it back with sphinx and lady sphinx they continue to talk about love and power and how even though it is an institute it does not come together like a horse and carriage she absorbed enough of his power to become an unwitting time traveler but she wants love and he wants power and then he tricks her into touching his hand so he can take her power speaking of which Alex Power takes his sibling's powers without asking so he can go play with some new friends. The majority of the story deals with Vance Astrovik back in time, watching his father, Arnold, as a young man. It seems Arnold and his dad, Vance's grandfather, did not get along because Arnold was gay. This was news to Vance. The ending of the book has the new New Warriors sitting for their first team photo shoot when Lady Sphinx walks in and tells them that she needs their help to retrieve the power of love. I mean, Ka. Because that's the power of Ka. And in Night
0: Thrasher number 12, still back in time with his head in a noose, while it looks like curtains, Thrash escapes and defeats all of his captors. While Night Thrasher wants to help the escaped slave Moses enact some Biblical revenge, the man just wants to get to Boston for a new life. Silhouette is dealing with a moral choice to kill the young Ty, but guards come in to stop her. She teleports them both away to the Well of All Things, where they fight. Both Silhouette and her grandmother have power here. They also talk and threaten each other. Ty recognizes Sil as her granddaughter-to-be and taunts her that killing a relative in the past will be awkward. Silhouette, being like a honey badger, just don't care. And she tosses Ty into the well of all things. Now it is time to go under the sea. Nemerita happily watches as the students that she taught are using their new skills to kill absolutely everyone that stands in their way. And thereby, they're changing history. But she thinks that training people to be even more deadly is bad, and so she breaks up the fight between her ancient Atlantean forebears and their enemies. And then she explains that each side needs each other, and that they are stronger as a whole. Finally, we see the Sphinx, reshaping the world the way that he wants it, which is a future retro ancient Egypt.
1: It's Nova time, times two. Nova trains Nova to be more Nova, because Nova got to Nova by believing in Nova, or he just won't Nova as well as Nova could, and he needs to Nova through a Stargate, which Nova does. Meanwhile, at the other end of time, Rage has followed the slaves he freed back to their village. They were sold by their tribal leaders and told that they cannot return home. To pile onto that, he finds that the tribe offers to help the slavers track down the freed slaves. Rage is confused and angry and tries to explain the circle of hate that is starting, but no one cares. Firestar has found a witch who offers to send her home. Gosh, that's nice. But there's a catch. Firestar has to help choose people to be executed. Firestar declines, frees the witch's prisoners, and manages to convince the witch that she needs to listen to her people and that violence is never the answer. Or something. The good news is that the new New Warrior team has its first quitter. Cloak pieces
2: out, saying that he just is not feeling it. But Dagger stays. Then in New Warriors number 49, we start this issue off with an actual power pack moment. Alex uses his combined power set to teleport the new team to Egypt. Awesome. Then he is shoved into the corner and told to let the real powers talk because there is a giant pyramid in the middle of the city. Time shifts to Justice as he uses his powers to tell his grandfather to stop beating up Justice's dad. But he pretends he is just a friend. Jerry, the grandpa, finds homosexuality in affront to God and is going to beat it out of him. Just, just stop. Just stop. Justice goes and sees his dad getting picked on, so he talks to him. Arnold has made a choice to hide. He will fake it and get a family. Justice knows that this will just end with Arnold resenting and beating his son. Luckily, we have speedball to make us happy. He is in a kinetic dimension, becoming one with his kinetic energy. Back in the real time, the new New Warriors are finally fighting the Sphinx. Or more accurately, the Sphinx is wiping the floor with them. Except for our boy Alex, who has like all the power. A blast from the Sphinx goes through Cloudy Alex and activates a plot machine, causing the reappearance of Nova. In New Warriors number 50, Sphinx monologues.
0: Nova fights him. The rest of the new New Warriors play with the plot machine. Sphinx and Nova fight combined blasting at the machine. Speedball pops out. Bandit and Nova fight the Sphinx. All of the new warriors pop back into the right time, and in their previously not present costumes. And they attack the Sphinx too! Alex is set to move all of the civilians away from the battle, cause all the powers. Then Firestar opens up all of the microwaves and fills them to the brim with hot pockets which starts to slow down the sphinx who is finally knocked down by nova now lady sphinx shows up and convinces the sphinx to share the power and stop being evil which he does by fusing with her not the way you think they do this fusion by creating a glowing singular entity that flies off into the time set so in the end i guess you could say that love saved us all i i guess
1: i guess i guess <laughs> Okay, we did it. We made it through this. We survived. We survived (laughs) our first foray into New Warriors. Let's talk about this now. Okay, first of all, the Sphinx. What is his deal? Am I right? (laughs) I mean, Um, anybody?
0: Anybody? uh, Apparently he's uh, a super-powerful, immortal, time-repeat-living... Powerful, powerful man who doesn't really like his existence, and I had never heard of him before.
1: Yeah, Corey? <laughs>
2: Well, okay. let me let me tackle this or attempt to. So the Sphinx is one of Nova's original villains. So Nova was created in the 70s, had his own solo series that went for two years, then got canceled. And the story was kind of wrapped up in the Fantastic Four at the time. And so what happened was the Sphinx is. uh, So let's see. So he basically fought Moses and lost and was exiled from Pharaoh of Egypt at the time and wander the desert stumbled upon the Ka Stone, and this gave him immortality. And so, he just continued living and wandering the world, probably. And when he discovered the Ka Stone, he was sort of overwhelmed by the energies and kind of in this fog. And that's where Marriott Karam found him, who is the Lady Sphinx. And so, she kind of cared for him, fell in love with him, and then he just sort of wandered off and didn't care about her. But she was in love with him. And so she had sort of absorbed some of the energies of the costone and she became a perpetual incarnate, meaning that she is not immortal, but she would become reincarnated and remember her previous lives. And so she continued to lead all these lives, still in love with the Sphinx, and eventually tried to, tried to recreate reality to bring the Sphinx back to life because the Sphinx had been killed by Galactus in Fantastic Four. Eventually he did get return to life and then this is kind of where we pick this up is where they, they kind of meet each other finally after millennia uh, does, that, does any of that make sense?
1: <laughs> it, it, it makes sense. My question always was with this little arc was what's happening here because it seems a lot to do about almost nothing. The new warriors just throw everything in the kitchen sink at them and the only thing they finally do at the end is they finally knock him down enough for Lady Sphinx to come out and say haven't you had enough? But it's just like, I, I, I mean, all it is is a big, big hit fest. There's nothing really smart about anything at the end. They're just punching, punching, punching and throwing as much energy at him until he finally, until Lady Sphinx shows up and says, but I love you. So let's make this easy. I mean, am I wrong or?
0: Not really, but that's it's except for the Lady Sphinx coming in and going, but babe, you and me, babe babe this is a very common trope of these you know the now huge events you know the every six months everything falls apart and every universe ever in the marvel universe kind of thing in the comics where there's so many of these things where it's just like we have to fight this foe and he's inser- just an insurmountable foe and we're gonna punch him even though it's ineffective it's we're gonna just punch him and punch him until the punching works and there's a lot of the stories that kind of end that way where it's like well how'd you win well we punched him until our punching became effective and this kind of was along those lines too it,
2: it kind of reminds me of another new warriors story uh, the kings of pain was in the first annual the new warriors annual and they crossed over with new mutants who were becoming x-force uh, x-factor and the and x-men you know basically what happened was they the, the main villain there became proteus like the reincarnation of proteus sort of like a merged version of proteus and this other character and he too was a gigantic, cosmically powerful thing. And everybody just sort of like, well, we don't know what else to do. So let's just try and punch them until we figure something out. And what defeated both of them was basically like talking through it. And, you know, in the case of Kings of Pain, they sort of convinced him to commit suicide. And in this uh, version, Marriott got through to him and and the Sphinx reassessed his his priorities and, and sort of his immortality. And, uh, yeah, they merged in as kind of a, comp- a composite being and went off into the time stream to live happily ever after, as one does in any love story.
1: With, with everybody else sitting around going, well, we just destroyed half a city. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, anytime, anytime that, that your big battle plan is, we're just going to throw Nova at him. <laughs> Nova's not the greatest thinker in the world, so just, let's just throw Nova at him. Okay, not working. Next plan. All right.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, the next plan was uh, throw Firestar at him, who they needed to clear out about, like, we need, like, the city cleared out for, like, at least a mile. And then we need to hide behind, like, piles of rubble while she does stuff.
1: And and don't forget to put the paper bag over your head, too, because that's also going to be effective at this point (laughs) in time. (laughs) Speaking of, well, we spoke of old members, but... What about the gathering of the new members? Because that's a big part of what this is. It is, we're going to not get rid of the old team but we're going to add on to the old team because nobody really i think silhouette ends up moving off with bandit but for the most part the core members of new warriors are still here at the end of this it's just we've added more people mm-hmm. so what do we think about the gathering of the new members i'm gonna start off with Corey because i know corey has got feelings uh, <laughs> yeah i mean to me
2: you know my heart will always be with the original i would say eights but i do like all these characters and what's interesting is that originally what was going to happen with this story is that new warriors was going to spin off and have a new team book and so there was going to be you know the new warriors and the newer warriors or maybe just the warriors and the new warriors or something like that but so this forming of a team was originally going to eventually going to be its own team never happened of course cuz by now the comics market was sort of imploding and so they better of it but uh yeah no i like these characters i think you know some of them i you know like dagger you know sort of belongs with cloak i kind of i, I feel like you know they, they sort of have this symbiotic relationship that's that's you know sort of weird and deserves to be explored as its own and and alex power i feel like deserves to be with the Power Pack, and so there's these characters that they're sort of like pulling out of other books, which kind of worked originally with the original lineup, but they mostly were sort of sidekicks rather than partners and teammates. And so I think that maybe why is why it doesn't quite feel like they fit as much. But Turbo is great; I like her a lot. And Bandit, I kind of, I kind of am a sucker for characters that that are like troublemakers. So I, I, uh, I like Bandit. You know, it's good to you got to have your character that's sort of ruffles everyone's feathers so I think he's good for that
0: would you call him the
2: Wolverine of the group yeah that for sure <laughs> yeah, absolutely it's yeah that's basically the fill that role yeah, yeah he, he's got gambits trench coat and and Wolverine's you know attitude sort of
1: I don't play well with others so
0: I guess I'll rule this uh lead this team <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah pretty much pretty much and and then we also have Darkhawk yes. too which I remember at the time. I was collecting Darkhawk, and I liked the character of Darkhawk, too. So there there are definitely characters in here that I do like, and I think that it's interesting. But I know that the further we go into this, the more we're going to talk about, okay, is this working? Because there's a lot of people. I mean, in a team book, that's hard enough to juggle a lot of people. But now your team book has a lot.
2: And they even kind of joke about that at the end of this story, at the last page there, Speedball kind of makes this, the, the X-Men reference, you know, now what are we going to do with 14 new warriors? So, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty well-known, or pretty acknowledged that it was crowded in the next issue, actually, in which you'll probably talk about next episode. They, they have to deal with that.
1: Now, the other thing about this entire story is that we have the new warriors split across time. The old new warriors split across time, and they are all in their own separate stories. And so we have a lot of different storylines that we really that have a lot of meat on them. If I'm going to be honest with you, I think that the overarching Sphinx storyline is very weak, and especially with the new new warriors there, I think there's a lot of time that they're sitting around like. What are we doing? Every time the
0: Sphinx part would roll in, it was a retelling of the same thing that they tell everything. So it was just kind of like, okay, we get to fi- we get to fill a good two pages with Sphinx origin story and Lady Sphinx origin story and uh, love, mm-hmm. power, institute, carriage. You know, it's just like it's just, it, they just kind of repeat. Just, yeah. Oh, we get to cool. We get to do some filler of these things where it's like, yeah, I understand you kind of need to do that in case somebody just picked this issue up off the rack and never had seen it before, but. Yeah, there wasn't. They weren't doing much, and it really was just the repeat cycle of you know, Lady Sphinx. Oh well, I, I still love him even after all these years, and I want him to love me. And Man Sphinx going ha 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 ha
1: ha. <laughs> but in the meantime, we have these other stories going on. We've got Justice with his dad Namorita uh, trying to put together, uh, tra- trying to solve the differences between the early Atlanteans, Night Thrasher back in the past, dealing with slavery, Nova up in the future, dealing with himself and his mistakes, Rage dealing with more slavery further in the past, Silhouette dealing with her original or her beginnings with her grandmother, Ty, and then speedball. I'm doing <laughs> That's speedball. That's just a weird story. Here, in and here is
0: actually the really interesting thing about these, all these offshoot stories. It is the mm-hmm. characters going back and kind of confronting their own histories except for it no it really is vance is dealing with his dad and his grandfather Nemorita is dealing with you know ancient atlanteans you know basically the only one that isn't the the two that aren't is rage who is you know his story is kind of like oh there's this you know young single mother who's like well maybe this guy could be the dad of of my baby and thank you for saving my child it's like oh that's weird but now he's back in you know kind of discovering that slavery is bad but also complicated so it's like not so much history there Night Thrasher was dealing with literally I think somebody who was like oh oh, this guy's name was Dwayne what a great name for a foundation or something or Taylor Taylor Foundation it's like Mm -hmm. oh he's dealing with one of his own ancestors and then Firestar was dealing with basically just the persecution of witches as opposed to mutants and dealing with uh, I'm not going to say Agatha Harkness but the apocalypse of the witch set
1: and then we have Nova who's way in the future dealing with yeah
0: it could even, yeah, it, who knows what part of the future it is, but it was very much, so he, you know, he was where he was dealing with his own self. So it was all, a lot of it was really dealing with your family issues and.
1: It's, it's dealing with certain issues that are, that are very important to each of the characters, which, which I get, that's fine. My question to you guys is, which was your favorite? Which do you think worked the best and which do you think worked the worst?
2: So, speed, well, I just want to talk about Speedball just briefly. Yes. Because it's so, It's he gets sort of page count, he gets sort of short shrifted, but he, his is the most intriguing yeah. and perhaps the best art, yeah. I would say. So again, this is more like, you know, alternate rea- variant reality of w- what would have happened if. If So originally, the original plan for Speedball was that in his scene he, he there's a bubble that he, and, he, and he eats it and he learns something about himself, but we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. what it was going to be was that he discovered that when in speedball number one he was hit with that kinetic energy and transformed into speedball, Robbie Baldwin actually died and the kinetic energy just sort of thought he, it sort of thought it was Robbie it got confused and so he was going to learn that go crazy, become a big villain. And New Warriors got zero deal with that.
1: So, so they just they just moved that forward a few years and had that with
2: Nuke and Penance. Well, no, because I mean, no, I mean, because he's still human as far as yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're definitely definitely yeah, the darker side of Speedball for sure. Anyway, that didn't happen, so it was just sort of like you know, and again, the writers changed, and the new writer didn't know that, so they just sort of went in another direction. But but so I get anyway. So go back to your question. I would say my favorite would be Vance, even though it probably has the worst art. Uh, The stories I I thought. was was really good the way it, it sort of dealt with his father so vance's father beat him when he was younger in pre- earlier issues and actually it predates new warriors but the new warriors kind of picked up on it and then eventually the vance got so sort of fed up with it he accidentally killed his father he, he his power sort of exploded and he, he oops he killed him and so he actually went to prison for it and that's where I, he kind of took the name justice his during that time. He was
1: he was in prison for I mean that was a big chunk of the early New Warriors. I think that was like
2: 10-15 issues maybe. Yeah, he so the story in I think it was New Age in like nine. 99- Nineteen twenty, maybe twenty. He he hit, his, he killed his father. Then the trial happened. She went to jail in twenty five and twenty six, and then and he didn't come out until yeah, like the thirties, thirty six. I'd have to... So yeah, it, it was it was
1: a good chunk of time because I mean the, the I mean the trial and then the incarceration that all added up pretty pretty well. I think that was a good story. Which one do you think is is well? Think about who. Which one do you think is the worst, Jeff? What was yours? What do you think your favorite one was? <sighs>
0: It's kind of hard because uh, a little peek behind the curtain. I didn't really like this run, so mm-hmm. uh, so that's a little bit harder for me. But I think I may have liked Chimera, or also known as Nemoritas. I liked kind of her stuff where she's like in her, you know, in the in the far past with the Atlanteans and everything, and kind of like okay, kind of the the tribes that kind of form Atlantis are at war but I need to defend these people, but fight them, but also really kind of realize that maybe constant war isn't the right way and working together is, and I kind of I, I like that.
1: Even before I knew what Speedball's secret, or what they're supposed to do with it, I actually liked Speedball's storyline. Even though it was short, even though there wasn't that much to it, I like the concept of it, that where did they put him? You know, he's apparently the most powerful, because he's the most unpredictable. And where did they put him? Well, they put him inside the kinetic force. And it was just an interesting exploration of his own powers and his own perception, and him inside his own thoughts, which is just chaotic in and of itself. So I actually enjoyed that one the most for myself. What about which one you'd you like the least? I mean, besides all of them for Jeff.
2: (laughs) Corey? The story set in Africa, uh, in Africa's past, dealing with the slave trade. It's just a really delicate topic, and it, it, well, the new have always been about young, idealistic heroes having to confront uncomfortable truths. But this is, it's just really uncomfortable, more so than when I first read it. Probably because of my own increased awareness, maybe, as I've grown up. But also due to current events, just the context that we're reading this story in today. Rage's response, it feels so authentic. It's hiding in a tree, this 14-year-old four year boy. Uh, I often want to do the same, Uh, so I can't say it isn't good, but it was too uncomfortable for me.
1: I would agree with that. I would agree with that.
0: Jeff? I'd go along with him and say, uh, yeah, the Rage 1, it, it had little kind of cringy things. I, I alluded to it earlier where it was just like, he saves a kid from being hit by a car. And, you know, the single mother who's in their 20s is just like, mm. oh, hey, thank you. Hey, give take off your mask. I'm giving you a big kiss on the face. And he's like, oh, I kind of like that. He's still a 14-year-old. You know, he looks like a tanker truck of walnuts in a skin suit kind of thing. He's just, you know, he's, he's all the meat all the time. But he's still, he's a 14-year-old kid. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll go back to your guys's home with you and everything and i can visit with your daughter oh yeah your kid's really great and everything and you know the little kid's like daddy and it's like oh no big man ain't your your daddy well not yet it's just like okay everybody's kind of got to stand just everybody just take a breather and somebody has to say hi my name is 14 year old (laughs) boy and i need to go
1: home now yeah rage is all of rage's little interactions are very uh, mm-hmm. at, at the same time though you see him in the past and you see his reaction to everything that's going on like Corey said i like how rage reacts to that i think he's much more adult oh, there yeah. than he is with the with the single mm-hmm. mother but yeah all of rage's stuff is kind of yeah the one i wanted to like a lot and i just just didn't was Firestars? i for some reason or other i just I wasn't really making the connection. It was like, I in a, in a story where they are sent back in time by a magical cop power. I found that it was a little too magical. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's just like everything else was somewhat based in some kind of, you know, fact. Even, even Speedball being inside the kinetic field, it's like, okay, well, this makes sense. Nova in the future out in space. Okay, well, this makes sense. But then it's like, she's interacting with a witch in a very witchy plane the art was fantastic it just was like I'm just not feeling this I don't know I just it it was just off for me a little bit yeah
2: yeah I agree too I I mean I think all of these you would you know it's like you, you think that it's gonna and somehow somehow impact the character and with fire it was just kind of like all right what it's like what did that do I don't know I don't know I don't know what that did for her I'd...
0: again I see a very analogous with the mutants with humans okay it's yep. the human persecution everything and yeah you know, and not harkness or whatever it was you know she was just like oh you know to make sure that the strongest witches survive we have to have survival of the fittest so some witches need to die by these you know witch hunts and it's like all right but okay we have a fight and Dagatha's is like wow you, i bet you're the most powerful person in the future aren't you and what have you done with it nothing that's a shame and she's like well i don't need to be the most powerful and i don't have to do things about it but you need to listen to your people what do they want to do well they just want to kind of hide Why don't you do that then? Okay, we
1: will. Also, I
0: lied. I can't (laughs) send you back to the future. I figured.
1: Overall, what do you guys think? Was this too much to pack into these issues, or was it enough? I mean, there's a lot of storylines going on here. There's a lot of moving parts, especially adding more people in here. Was it too much, or do you guys think that Fabian pulled it off.
0: I think they needed to knock a couple of corners off. They didn't even have to have new new warriors, in my opinion, on that. It could have been everybody shoots through the time stream, learns a lesson pertinent to them, and comes back.
2: Kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I think I think a little bit is that the format, three series the two solo series effectively turn into anthologies for two months you're right like there's there's a, there's so much story and in a way we almost don't get enough of all of these little stories but there's so much of it it overwhelms it so yeah i mean this is this is i can i can i can recommend you some some of my favorite new warrior stories this this probably wouldn't be one of them it's it, it's <laughs> Do uh, it. Do uh, it. Uh, you know i mean the first 25 issues are amazing 18 through 25 in particular are High high watermarks for me. The New Warriors Volume 2 Omnibus is coming out in February, and that has some fantastic stuff, including actually this story, but but some of the stuff that's before it I I think actually is stronger, particularly the Poison to Memories story, where a gang kidnaps a lot of New Warriors family members and either... Arms them or kills them or maims them. And the new have to kind of respond and forces of darkness and forces of light is a great story. Derek Robertson has some amazing art in that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think this was ambitious, but I think, yeah, I think the like structure of the format of having three series and the way that the story is kind of like, were weaved through it. I think the the format locked in the stories too much, and it kind of harmed it from getting as much out of the stories as you possibly could. Because, because yeah, like you, each of these each of these time travel stories could have been their own like four to six issue miniseries, and they basically got two issues. Yeah, and I think each issue, each story in each issue had like a six or eight pages, and so maybe eight.
1: Let's go to the reason why we're here because we are here less about the New Warriors and actually about Power Pack. So what's going on with Power Pack? What were the Power Pack moments? Well, there were only like three in all these issues. Alex spent a lot of time, and Alex will be spending a lot of time in New Warriors standing in the corner saying, Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm a New Warrior. I am a new warrior. Yay. Look at my jacket. Alex has two real big moments. One of them, there's multiple things. Well, first one is he steals the power. He steals the powers from his uh, siblings while they're all sleeping. Good job, Alex. You know, you got the phone call from Hindsight Land Bandit. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to tell my siblings because that's their idea. And I listen to what other strangers tell me to do. So we're going to do this. He steals the powers, which we found apparently he can do. Last time we saw Alex, he couldn't steal powers, or they couldn't switch powers anymore, but apparently because he's older now, he can take their powers. So he's got all the powers. Then he does some cool things when he's not being put into a corner. He teleports. He jumpstarts the big computer plot device, and he uses the, his really fast speed, Julie flying power to save all the civilians.
0: He did a uh, a jackhammer on Sphinx when everybody else got knocked out. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that was still upright after that before you know, like Nova popped out and stuff.
1: In the fight, he was the best. Sphinx couldn't touch him. Sphinx was, he was almost on par with Speedball because, you know, Speedball's incredibly unpredictable. And Sphinx is like, well, I can't hurt this guy because every time I shoot him, he clouds yeah. up. And then he's really fast. And then he's, you know, got this destroyer power. Well, I'm just going to ignore him. <laughs> and
0: everybody did. Yeah, that was frustrating with all the Alex stuff because oh, even the teleporting he teleports the team. You know, it's hind Oh, we were going to use you know Cloak quits the team, and they're like, oh, we were going to use Cloak to ter- you know teleport us to where Sphinx is at, and they're like, oh, well, Alex can do it. Alex's like, I don't have teleportation powers. In hindsight, lad. Well you do you just don't know that you do and then they very hand-wavy science oh i can turn everybody into mist and then we go up into the into the stratosphere and the earth rotation basically means instantaneous teleportation to wherever we want on the world which is not how that works yes it, it is really does not but
1: I, yes yes it is right here at the beginning of new warriors 49 that's exactly where it happens right there i saw yeah, it yeah
0: but they are constantly <laughs> like okay we're going to have alex do a really giant thing alex why are you still here
1: thanks alex stand in the corner
0: back off leave it to the, leave it to the real men who have like i don't know taser crossbows <laughs>
1: uh-huh. we're mocking this and alex's may not be one of our favorites in the the main book but he's got all the powers now and he's kind of being a reserved alex which is cool mm-hmm. it's like alex not showing off or anything he's just but it's too much he's too much a wallflower Corey, your thoughts on this
2: (laughs) yeah i mean he uh it's tough it's a it's a it's a crowded book especially when you've got stories or pages dedicated to one of the cast running around doing whatever in whatever timeline and the only pages you've got of of alex power is is the are the only ensemble storyline like if you were a night thrasher fan you've got at least six to eight pages of just Night Thrasher. Mm -hmm. If you're an Alex Power fan, he's standing around with six other people stealing up, eating up panel time. It's tough. You know, if you were a Dagger fan, you'd probably be even more frustrated because she does even less, I think.
1: I don't know. Dagger has some moments here because they give her a couple of scenes with discussing this entire thing with Cloak and... I think there's a little, there's a little bit more, in there. not much. A little bit more. I think that the one who gets a lot of just nothing is probably going to be Darkhawk. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in that. He's isn't the he? one. He yeah, he's yeah, he's the one that's in it. That. I mean, even Turbo, she keeps getting hit on by Robbie, but you know, she's got a lot more screenplay and, and screen time, and we get more of her insight than Darkhawk. He's just like, hi.
0: <laughs> what did Darkhawk do? Him, Dagger, and Alex uh, all helped jumpstart the yeah, uh, right. plot machine. That's true. Is what they did. Yeah, Lady Lady Sphinx was like, quick, shoot your energies into the plot machine
1: in a, in a way that will bring back your friends. And they did, and it worked. All right. I think we're going to get into some more mocking as we move into our warrior wanderings. <laughs> <laughs> I like my little jokes. Okay. So, warrior wanderings, We're going to start off with a cover time. Stop. Cover time. What cover stands out to us in this run? We've got a lot of different covers to choose from. So let's do round robin here and see what covers everybody enjoyed in this run. Let's start with Jeff. Jeff, what do you got for us?
0: I really like the cover of New Warriors 50. I did too. It's the classic New Warriors, and they're all in the bottom part of an hourglass, and the sands are coming down and, you know, filling up the thing, and they're all trying to get out, but they can't. And so, it's cool because it's like, oh, it's a death trap. And it's a classic Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And time is running out because they're dealing with time. They've got that. There's the, you know, the sands of Egypt. There's so many things on here where I'm like, yeah, that can tie into Egypt. Yeah, that can tie into, they're running out of time. can tie into the death trap. It can tie into the... J- just so many things. And I'm like, that's a cool cover.
1: And here's one other thing that you do not realize, Jeff. Because you do not have with you the actual book itself. But I'm sitting here and I can see Corey's in there smiling too. Because he knows what I'm going to say. This is a... Very tactile cover. This feels like sand because it is painted on there with glow in the dark. So all of the sand glows in the dark on this cover, and it is pretty darn cool. that's neat. That's why I chose 50 myself. I didn't really think any of the other covers really stood out that nah. much, and I am a sucker for a glow-in-the-dark cover. Corey, what about you? What
2: was your thoughts on the best cover in the series? I'd have to go with that one, too, yeah. I mean, I have... So, it's a variant cover, so there's a normal cover, and then there's the glow-in-the-dark one, uh, which which is the one I got as well, and it's it's very fun. and that And it is cool, that, like, tactile, because it feels like sand, you know, and, and so it's really... Jeff, I love all the connections you made there with the sand and the time and all that stuff. So it's so, so great. I didn't know I could have just said it glows in the dark. <laughs> cool. I know we're not really doing runners up, but I want to very quickly give props to New Warriors number 11. The cover is very provocative with Night Thrasher with a noose on, and that's very eye catching as well.
1: Yeah, that one, that one I liked, but I also looked at it and said, Ooh, ah, mm, I, it's, it's, it's kind of just that un- comfort- uncomfortable, cringe area as well. It's I on mean, the line.
2: I totally get that. I can
1: because it's a, it's it's a black man in a yep, noose, it's and it. it's That's I mean fair. it's Night Thrasher, and he's got to look like I'm gonna whoop some butt because <laughs> you you drawing me like this, and I'm gonna whoop some butt. But yeah, it's it's very very striking. Let's move on to our next segment, which we call awesome art. What piece of art in this arc? Kicked you in the teeth. So we'll go opposite direction. Corey, do you have any good joke art that you
2: saw in these books? The little gag I did enjoy was fixing the the hot tub. Oh, <laughs> so we're, we're the hot tub! And then they're starting to flirt, Namorita and Nova, and uh, and then they get teleported away.
1: Yeah, that's that's in New Warriors forty six, and that's the that's after they go to the Benihanas, and they're back at the apartment together, and. Yeah, there is a great segment in there where they are flirting next to the hot tub. I do like that one. All right, Jeff, what is your funny, funny one that you've got for us, sir?
0: My top one was in Nova number six on page 16, I'm going to call it. And I call it, I see London, I see France, I see uh, Firestar, where are your underpants? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm doing this for a couple of reasons. One is because it kind of was funny to me. It's Firestar had just been, burner at the stake. She's a witch. And they set fire to her. And she's like, enough of this. And she just burns her way out and flies off. So she goes from being in a full, very covering green dress to, she's in remnants of clothing and you can tell she's got no underwear on. You know, it's like, oh, there's, there's your crack and everything. And I did that because I thought it was funny on one thing, but I also just really wanted to bring up the, just the fan service, over-sexualization of the female characters in this. It seemed like, Nemorita was in you know a bikini with seashells and stuff on it. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it, but that's really how she's always dressed, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, Atlantean. This, it's yeah, this is what you get. You get your Victoria's Secrets under the sea with silhouette apparently she teleported naked, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, she's nude and just constantly, it's like now she's tied to a pole and it's just the sexy silhouette of this lady who can't use her legs. And it's like, okay, and but and with Firestar, it was the, okay, they just burnt her clothes down to where it's just like, oh, she's basically kind of wearing little, you know, sexy
2: cloth remnants.
1: So, so Corey, explain that. When Silhouette uses her powers she goes
2: nude yeah her clothes don't come with her yeah like in her very first well not very first appearance but like when we learned she had powers her clothes do not come with her and she acknowledged that and and then she later got mr fantastic gave her a unstable molecules costume and that did travel with her but uh, i guess when she was taken they were just like in her normal like they weren't in her new warriors costumes yeah most people actually transported in their normal clothing
1: well i'm just glad that when the plot device computer kicked in, that they all came back to the right time in their costumes. That is very convenient. (laughs) Um, My funny, funny one is up in New Warriors 49, and this is where, well, I call this one, folks, don't do drugs, especially don't do drugs if it's you. Because when I see Robbie say, Mmm, you know what I think I want to do? I think I want to throw one of me my own little, you know, kinetic balls into my mouth and have a little trip on that." Guys, d- don't don't do drugs. Yeah. Don't 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 do yourself as a drug. His name's Speedball. He's, he's doing a speedball. Dude, that's a, he's that's doing. Always a like name. <laughs> that's always one of those
0: little name problems that she that he's got. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, best art, best art. I know that we all found some really, really good art in here, and I'll go ahead and go first, and I'll see if I can steal the one that you, everybody wants to do. It's in issue 50s, and I call this one Warrior's Wreck-It. And this is where, after the plot device has kicked in, and all the warriors are back in Egypt now, and they all come tumbling out of a building, I think it's a pretty cool shot. Okay. Okay. It's a good splash page, and you've got nearly all the new warriors here. I think the only one we're missing is Nova, and... Well, I mean, if you want to count Hindsight Lad, there you go. Go ahead and do that. No, he's Hindsight Lad's there. I think it's just Nova that's not there. Everybody else is coming, flying out of this building,
2: and I think it's pretty cool. That that was my choice on it. Corey, you next. I would say the, my favorite is actually from the, the same scene that you were you were just on. Before, not this one, but the one before. Mm-hmm. New Warriors number forty nine. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much any of the speedballs pages, but the one I will pick is uh, the one where he's just comprised of all bubbles, and it's. uh, and it just bubbles everywhere and he's just uh, you know Derek Robertson's just great
0: it's on page 12 of uh, New Warriors number 49 and I called it bubble boy yeah it is a bubbleized version of uh, speedball and it looks amazing to just take I'm just going to draw a whole bunch of different circles and yet it's still going to look like the character that it is yeah, yeah it, that is amazing yeah I love that one yeah
1: yeah and, definitely definitely and the little definitely. inset of his of him just laughing you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's, it's great. a great page all of the speedball art in here is amazing i had the other one i backup up when i had was back in 48 where it's just him oh, yeah. diving yeah, out sweet. and there's all all the bubbles everywhere speedball is a joke of a character i will admit it but i love him for the visual art of it and it just had to have been horrible to draw but it's so cool all right let's talk about extreme moments what was the best moment in the entire arc throwing it up in there who wants to go first set spike
0: i'm gonna say nova issue number seven where cloak bounces
1: of <laughs> <laughs> respect
0: loved it i'm like yeah cloak totally down with that that's great i could just see yeah i'm for that this would just be a situation where it's like let's be new warriors no no no, this is ridiculous. I'm I'm gone.
1: I'm more of a, you know, duo. I, I like the, the, the beach volleyball, yeah. <laughs> you know, two person. I'm not into the entire Team volleyball aspect.
0: I like that too. He's that's like, not I'm not right. even trying to be a wolver into the group here. I just, I do not care to be in part of this.
1: <laughs> so, you, you, you know, you know, you got that friend who is the quiet friend, who's the black cloak in the corner, the black shadow in the corner. Yeah, that that's me, cloak. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that guy at a party.
0: <laughs> so you know how I <laughs> just hang out with you, right? Now there's a whole lot of not you here. So
2: bye. <laughs> what's funny is that's not even the first time he's done that they had, they had, they had tried to recruit cloak and dagger before. And cloak's like, I don't think so. And he just like wrapped dagger up and left. (laughs) 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 He's consistent. He is consistent. He's like, yep. (laughs) Dagger was like, well, I, and then they're just gone. (laughs) For me I think beginning of Nurse 50 when no- well well I guess it's kind of like the 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 last page of 49 and then into 50 but like Nova's arrival and then when everybody arrives, so I guess it's, I'm cheating, but.
1: Yeah, no, 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 I get what you're saying. It's, it's, it's big. Nova's entrance, mm-hmm. Nova's big entrance in there. It's the theme song is kicked in and everybody, you yeah. know, this is it.
0: The heroes have returned.
1: Yep. No, I, I, I like that. I like that. I, I had a couple choices that were there, but I think I'm going to go with this one all the way back in New Warriors 47. The team meeting at Benihana's. I'm calling that an extreme moment because let me tell you, after all the extreme stuff these people always deal with, having a nice, quiet dinner together at a Benihana's, respect. Absolute respect. <laughs> You're going out and hanging out with your co-workers at a meal afterwards. Nice. You just saved nice. the
0: universe, do you want to see an
2: onion volcano? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, of yes, course course I, I do. do. The answer to that is always yes. You know that. <laughs> this, I mean, this is why I love the New Warriors. These these scenes. It, the, it's the, because of the character moments that, for me, is why the book resonated to me from the beginning. So, absolutely. Yeah. I <laughs> love that you called that out.
1: We like that in Power Pack, too, is the quiet moments where we see them doing the normal daily things. If they happen to use their powers, okay, but it's mostly them just doing the normal stuff. We like a little soap opera, you know? Robbie's getting shut down. Rich is going to get some. All right, let's go with this, you know? (laughs) Some being home repair. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We normally, normally have the best kid and the worst kid, and we're not going to quite do that, but we are going to take some of the love we have from the Power Pack, and we're going to talk about who's got a seat at the table. There are a lot of new warriors and their table is only so big. So who did the best and who gets a really nice comfy chair and who gets to stand awkwardly in the corner? Who wants to go first with our worst? Cause right, Jeff, we always start with yep, the worst we go worst to best. All right. So who wants to start with their worst? Who just gets to stand awkwardly in the corner?
2: I'll pick, and this might be a cheat, but I will pick Mike Jeffries, who is, who is the second turbo the male turbo <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't good enough to even be on this mission he appears in one in, in one issue of this of this event in issue number 48 issue 48 basically it, he's whining that like well can i can i can i help no hey, he, mister fu- you know
0: how cloak
1: didn't want to be here the, there's a spot open right <laughs> um do you have an extra suit no <laughs> We'll call you. Yeah, we should explain that that Turbo is really the suit. The suit is this really cool, awesome suit that's got like these fan, these really awesome fans on the on the arms and that can make him fly. and She can do blasts with it, and the suit is shared between Mike and Mickey. They share the suit. From my understanding, Mike is just he's there sometimes, but everybody really wants Mickey, which I can't blame him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he. Wants it more, like he wants to be a superhero. He's a big superhero fan, and he just he wants to be a superhero. Mickey kind of doesn't really care as much, but she's naturally better at using it, so th- she's the pick when they want somebody to actually like be effective than do anything well. Yeah, that's a good good choice on that
1: one. Good choice on that one. I I already talked about mine earlier, and that was Darkhawk because he did nothing. I mean, yeah. Darkhawk was literally standing in the corner the entire episode. He showed up, unlike mike but nah he 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 didn't do anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm i'm actually gonna gosh both of yours are really great choices and when you mention it, it's like those are good choices (laughs) and that's how worse they were because i didn't even remember them being there uh mine was a character that was actually there i didn't really like bandit okay i didn't like how he treated hindsight lad I didn't like how he just kind of came in and said, well, I'm in charge now of this team I don't like, of these people I don't like because my girlfriend's trapped in time. But I don't like anybody here. And, you know, he's just like, time for me to step up. And he's like, I can't do anything. I didn't see why he was there. That was that was it for me. Maybe you might have different views on it where it's just like, no, he actually did this, and he's an interesting character because of these ways. But just with this being an introduction to him, like, I don't really
1: care for this guy. So... <laughs> no. I, I can see it. I can see it. I can definitely see it. He, for me, he's kind of a bit on the outside too, and yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite get him. And there's there's a lot of people in here, yeah. so I just didn't quite get him. Corey, you got
2: anything to say on that? Or? Well, so Bandit is Night Thrasher's half brother. Yeah, pick that up. And so I don't know if that was. I can't remember if that's covered in here, but uh, he basically was kind of like the illegitimate child of Dwayne's father, and so he resents Dwayne and wanted to steal everything. From Dwayne's life, including his girlfriend, Silhouette, which he succeeded in doing. So, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. I think in this story, it's, it's, yeah, he, it's a little, he, he's supposed to be. So, when Night Thrasher began, he was very much like this. He was angry. He was, he just declared himself the leader and rubbed everybody the wrong way. And so, it's a little bit echoing that. Okay. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. obviously, doesn't, you know, if this is your first New Warriors, that would make sense. You wouldn't know that. And you don't necessarily have to.
1: But still, I, Think it's still in this in this part of the run, it's just like, well, he's kind of the downer. Yeah. Let's look at who gets the comfy chair now. Jeff, tell us who you think is uh, the best.
0: I really like hindsight lad. I wish he was just called hindsight because that would be a better name, but I liked hindsight lad. He it kept on rising on him where, you know, he's like, okay, now that we're getting the new wars together and like night thrusters, like, you're not a new warrior. And he's like, but he's there. He's like their, he's their tech guy. He's their intelligence guy. He's, he could have been their amazing man in the chair guy. He was a little pontificating and a little like, Oh, extravagant. Oh, now that, you know, it's just soliloquies and kind of things. So it's just like, what are you saying? You know. Uh, uh, so he had, he did have negatives, but I just like the fact that, you know, he's the one who told Alex, it's like, here's how you can use your powers to do this, and here's what's going on with these things. I just appreciated him. And even though everybody was like, you can't be leader of the group, you you're, you don't have powers. It's like, who cares? He doesn't need to be powers to be the leader. You can, you can be a leader and delegate responsibilities and say, you need to go here, I'll be in contact with, or I'll be on site. He was the guy that knew what was happening. So I, I liked Hindsight Lab.
1: I, I hate the fact that you liked
0: Hindsight Lab. I'm sure that it's going to kill a lot of people, but I liked him.
1: I, I hate him, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I have to respect your answer because okay. <laughs> you're not wrong. And that makes me hate it even more.
0: <laughs> I really wanted to say, Alex, you know, I could have gone, you know, uh, Nova. No, Nova did some stuff. Yeah. So did Firestar did some stuff. Alex did some stuff. There's also a thing with Alex that was super cringe for me where they're doing the big team photo in issue 48, which I call Eyes Up, Alex. And that's because he's standing next to uh, to Dagger and got the kind of eyes down, you know, kind <laughs> Like <laughs> a little smirk, kind of an eyes down. He looks like a six foot five, uh, like 38 year old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he's checking out Dagger. He's checking Dagger but out. later right. on, I
0: think in at the end of 50, uh, 50, they show him, like, standing next to Dagger, and he looks like he's about, like, 13 and, like, you know, comes to, like, you know, torso height on her. It's just, like, they were super inconsistent with him. So, he did stuff, but he got shelved a bunch, and some of the stuff he did didn't make sense, and he had that kind of cringe moment, which I know the artist put in as, like, eh, this will be a little funny joke. And it's was like, yeah, I don't think Alex would do that, because Dagger's, like, a friend, but, you know.
2: What What about you, Corey? Who, who did you like the best in the series? We're giving them this the seat because they are the the best you know the, the, at at what they at this mission here. So I would just give Nova because Nova was the only one who, under his own power, pulled himself out from from being lost in time. Hmm, in space. Yeah, he he kind of was the only one who really defeated or un, undid Sphinx's plan. Sphinx is his big enemy anyway, so it's kind of like. In a way, it's more his story than anybody's. If it's if if one of their... that's okay. good English. It's okay. It's, it's, okay. We, we were with you. We we're with you. Uh, so <laughs> no, yeah, I'd give it to Nova. I
1: can definitely see Nova. I can definitely. He he was a big star of the story. He was one of my. He was on the short list for me. Same with Firestar. And for some weird reason, I just had to keep going back to Speedball. I did like Speedball on this one. He didn't have much. He came in bouncing in the end. He made some difference there. I liked his little story, and that sold it a lot for me when I was looking at who I thought was the best. I liked his own personal self-discovery, especially since he wasn't do- talking to anybody else but himself. Okay. And so that that for me was very, very interesting, and I think it was a very good character beat for the character. Okay, so, so
0: hold on. So what we're saying is that Rick, despite any evidence or contrariness,
2: liked Speedball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, really like <laughs> I like speedball. Okay. That's, uh, can't argue with that. He's great. Can't,
1: can't argue with it's, that. Can't argue?
2: It's super on brand. <laughs> I like being on brand.
1: All right. All right. I think that we have burrowed through this section of the New Warriors. Let's talk about... Something else, specifically what we thought about our drinks of this issue. Cheers, gentlemen. Jeff, how are you doing with this uh, Kids These Days? Uh, I'm, You know, the Kids These Days are
0: actually pretty good. The downside of Kids These Days is that it has a lot of sediment in the can, where when you go to f- fill your pint up again with the remnants, it goes... Blah, blah. And so I've got a big old sediment layer at the bottom of here, which wasn't there originally. I'm like, oh, I'm still going to drink it. But otherwise, (laughs) the taste is consistent. It's not... A lot of IPAs or IPA variations... You, know, you drink and it just like ah, it just seizes up my mouth or my tongue, and I just kind of have to take a minute to kind of get back on track. This is just it's I've been sipping it all this time, I've been enjoying it. It's it's nice, I'm giving a good strong four.
1: All right, I think I'm with you on this one. I'm enjoying this too. I think it's a very solid beer, it's got good flavors, it doesn't have that big hoppy taste that neither of us like it's it's got a good juicy type of flavor that has been very consistent i am with you on that four rating and i think this is a very good beer and this is a local with lorewood brewing company it's very very local to me over here on my side of town and in Portland, Oregon, in over near Selwood area, actually, highly recommended if you ever come to town. Highly recommend their restaurant too; it's another good restaurant. But we should
2: ask about that good California water. How's that treating you there, Corey? It's it's good, and you know what I did this time is I I took it from the tap and then I used a Brita filter, but, uh, but I exotic. used an op- I used an old Brita filter f- filter. Like like I probably should have swapped it out by now, like three months ago. And that gives it a really interesting flavor. Really kind of gives it some character. And uh, yeah. that, that, that that
1: that failing charcoal yeah, kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah. That's sort yeah. of like,
2: did somebody drop some pepper in here? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you know it's good for you if you can crunch it between your teeth.
1: <laughs> ah, yummy. <laughs> and normally we do the kids' perspective, but I just couldn't get my daughter to read this giant number of new warriors books that we've been going through, so Onward to the shout out time. We like to recognize those listeners that take the time to write in and leave us a review. This is for episode 87, our first installment of our awesome interview with Carl Potts. 808, comic book fan. AJ, certified mass mister. Al Sedano and resurrections and Adam Morlock and Thanos podcast. Chris Lighton. Dr. G. Kyle Sonelli. Hoover Jeremiah and his 4 million years later podcast. Jeffrey Brown. Jeremy Daw. Jeremy Wiggins. Keith Baker. Max Reed's Comics. Professor Frenzy.
0: It's a show. Sean Ross and the Secret Wars and Beyond podcast.
1: Tim Price, the podcrasher, and his podcast,
0: The Outsiders. Waffles from Waffles and Mario Talk About Things.
1: And of course, we want to say a big thank you to our loyal patreon listeners adorably astonishing and amazing andrew burns cheerfully cheeky and charming char logan challenging cheesy and chuckling charles gears
0: destructive and devastatingly delightful damian witter
1: dynamically
0: dangerous and devious doug jones exciting energetic and entertaining ed Verucci
1: jesting joking and jovial jeff polyer just jealous and jeweled Jeremy Daw. Muscley, mighty, and meticulous Matthew Birdsey. Mythical and
0: magnificent monologuing Matthew Lazarwitz, Rudely rhyming and running Rustin Fritcher. Steely, salty, and steamy Sailor Bear Zodar. Sad
1: and sickeningly silly Shag Matthews. Strange and stirringly steady Stephen Gray. Tyrannically terrifying and tame Tim Price. Technically terrific and triumphant Todd Enoch. Weird and Wonderfully Wacky Wind. And a reminder that this September, Louis Simonson and June Brigman are coming back with another Power Pack miniseries. Check that out.
0: Going to be good. It's going to be five issues. It's going to be inked by some some new guy, Roy Richardson.
1: Ooh, new guy. Wait, he's not new.
0: (laughs) No, he's not new at all. In fact, uh, June knows him very well.
1: I would like to do a big thank you to the following people who helped made all of this possible. First of all, to Thomas and new where we took a bunch of information and thank you to our future guests too, Delvin, the dark web Williams, David Gallagher. They have all helped us with this new warrior content. And also thank you very much to Corey Blake and his website, New Warriors Continuity Conundrum for much of the content and resources. And you can find him at New Warriors Talk on Twitter. But, Corey, where else can we find you? And what else are you doing?
2: Well, I do have a a website, a a non-comic book, CoreyBlake.com, that I have not touched in quite a while. For a while, I was reading through X-Men comics. I was reading from the beginning, and I made it to, like, mm, pre-inferno so you can read that uh, i also contribute to smash pages which is a uh, comics journalism site and i write for them occasionally and also help with their social media i also am on the podcast the nova prime page has a podcast zandar radio run by doug smith so novaprimepage.com is the Best Nova website in the land. And I'll drop in there with uh, my friend Don Lund, and and the three of us will talk about Nova and New Warriors comics. I guess that's basically it right
1: now. Well, we really have enjoyed having you on again, being one of our few repeat guests on our show. But we needed help with this New Warriors stuff. So really, really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I'm honored that you had me back.
2: So thanks so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to check out the other shows that we're on, including our Junior Agent submissions of the MI6 Rogue Agent episodes of On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. And of course, my most excellent monthly Monday movie muckabout on the Longbox Crusade Podcast Network.
0: And we have some merchandise available on Redbubble. Go to redbubble.com and search for
1: Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Jeff Kirk present is a bi-weekly self-produced podcast recorded in front of a live studio audience of a whole bunch of Olympic champions. Not really. In Portland, Oregon, and somewhere in California. If you would like to interact with us through the magic of the internet, you can do so through Twitter at Jeff and Rick Present, our Facebook page at Jeff and Rick Present, our email address, Jeff and Rick Present All1Word at gmail.com, or at our website, Jeff and Also, we have a YouTube channel at Jeff and Rick Present.
0: And if you would like to help support our show, we are on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com, Jeff and Rick present, all one word. We are also a proud supporter of the Hero Initiative, and we will be donating 10% of our Patreon donations to this great cause. We encourage everyone to give what they can to this worthwhile organization that helps the creators who provide us with such great content. Go to heroinitiative.org to find out more
1: please rate and review us wherever you can tell your friends about us or share your love for us on social media.
0: And as always, we want to thank the powerful people in our
2: packs, my wife, Cindy and our daughter, Carrie, my fiance, Hillary and our daughter, Aurora, my wife, Nalene and our children, Mr. Boy and Snicky do. We, we love, love you until next time costumes off.
1: Our theme music is 80s action by Kevin McLeod at TheCopSec.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by attribution 3.0 license.
0: There you go. That's how. <laughs> this is where we gained our fame from.
1: <laughs> you better believe it.
0: <laughs> test, test.
1: How did you watch uh, Black Widow? Magic! Wait i know how you know how
0: <laughs> we don't need to talk about piracy <laughs> anyway but you- it's
1: not piracy when when i give you the uh when i give you the password for my account
0: <laughs> and then i choose gaston as my avatar because that's fun <laughs>
1: test test be sure to check out the other shows that we're on on including our junior agent submissions to op- Why don't you just start all over. i think i'm one. gonna start yeah. that one all over